Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is there a possibility of Wyndham Rotunda debuting on AEW next week? And is it a good idea? Hello, everyone. I'm not Luke Owen because he's been too busy having a daughter. Yay. He's had a daughter, Denise. He's and definitely I, got a good reason to be out from today's show. I mean, I hate the fact that I've had to be subbed in, Denise, because as we all know, you are my frenemy with the anti-chemistry. People just can't stop talking about how we don't have anything in common. But of course, I am joined by the hardest working woman in all the sports infotainment, Denise the Hammer, Hollywood Salcedo. There's some other things. I believe Juicy was one of them. I I, I can't keep track of all of your. There's a new nicknames. one every day. But, you know, it's been a while since we've done a show. But usually when we do a show, people really like it. Apparently the <laughs> anti-chemistry works. It really does. Although we're still trying to find something that we have in common. I mean, aside from wrestling and podcasting. <laughs> I mean, we will, we will find one thing, Denise. But perhaps... Someone who could form the bridge between us, who can mediate some sense of understanding in this friendship that was never meant to be. Please welcome our guest for this week's MAG show. It's the one and only Andrew Zarian. Hello. Hey, I am so glad I'm here. Uh, first of all, I, I ha- I'm frenemies with Denise as well. And oh, really? I've been, I've been threatening her that I'm going to start throwing my loafers at her whenever <sighs> when I see her again. Uh, no, I, I'm so glad to be here. First of all, I, I told the story uh, off the air that we met Adam. We met at, at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. And, you know, we said hello. It was, it was nice and quick. And my brother apparently is a huge fan of yours. And he came over and he, and he took this photo and he goes, it's, it's a real pleasure to meet you. And he posted a photo and he goes, I had a great chat with Tom Phillips. <laughs> and he posted this online. And for months, everybody would just send them photos, text them, friends would text them. I would send them just photos of you. And I would write, Tom says hello. That is <laughs> I so mean, funny. Why else do you think I dyed my hair to get rid of these <laughs> bloody Tom Phillips comparisons? Because I have had them for years. Have you really? Uh, I, I, you know what? I had no idea that was a thing. Um, do we all have celebrity doppelgangers that people say we look like? Um, obviously, you've got the Lily doll, Denise. Um, oh, yeah. That is I'm obviously- really, actually, I'm Googling Tom Phillips right now just to kind of re-remember what his face <laughs> looks like for a second. Hold on. I need to have like a side-by-side comparison right now. I had, I had someone I'll refer to me up. as... <laughs> yeah, I see it. But it's the eyes, though. Like, you guys have the same facial hair. You guys don't have the same lips. You kind of have the same nose. But that's kind of about it. I don't think you guys look alike. I'll take it. Um, that's fine. Now that he said it, it I mean, listen, I think that's a better comparison than what I get. I, I regularly get called the wish version of Andrade. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, hey, I, you might as well be the wish version of one of the most handsome men. I know. I know. I'll take it. I'll take it. 
Sorry, I'll take it. Do, I'm doing a side by side thing. I'm just Googling images and putting them side by side. So right now I have Andrade and I have you, Andrew, just side by side. Yeah. I was like, you know, and I, like, when my hair was long, I, I used to get that. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll take that. He's a handsome guy. I mean, look at that. that I mean, just a total stud. I'm like, you know what? I, I have no problem being a four on the Andrade scale. I have no problem it's with like, that. Viewers it's like that classic shave meme. the sides of your head, like your hair. Well, it was. Would, that's why. Yeah, it used to be nice to have the hair long. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like that classic meme, isn't it? Just be like, uh, mom, can we have Andrade? No, we have Andrade at home. And this is what our <laughs> Andrade at home looks like. Ooh, we are, so we're getting a little bit of interference. For example, you're both now frozen. <laughs> so I'm not okay. sure if that is if that's me or if that's on you. My guys. End. I'm moving as well. Okay, yeah. am I moving? This might be. Yes, I might very be much so. moving. Well, according to me, you guys are like blip blip blip. Tell you what I'm gonna do. Why do you guys talk amongst yourselves? This is again, right. I, I don't know what Luke expected when he put me in charge of this show. <laughs> you guys talk amongst yourselves while I go and plug in the Ethernet cable, which is arguably something I should have done before the show started. I'll be right back. So Andrew, how's your day going? I heard you had a busy day. I've I've had a I've had a busy week. Uh, going to AEW kind of derailed my entire week. Uh, I have a confession though, and I guess I'll say it on this show because I can't. I don't know if I'm going to say it tomorrow. I left that show super early. Oh, you mentioned it on the chat. Okay, I left at nine thirty. I had to get out of that building. <laughs> Oh, why? Like you had, like you I had, had to, to get up, right? I, I had a big meeting the next day, and I realized that I did no work for it. And uh, it kind of hit me as soon as I got to the arena. I'm like, hey, you know what? I got like an eight o'clock meeting, and I'm not getting out of here till midnight. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. So I just bailed at like eight thirty, and I got on the train. I was home in like ten minutes, and then I joined your chat uh, to harass you a little bit. <laughs> well, I appreciate the. Har- I appreciated it. <laughs> Are you connected, Adam? I am. So here's what's happening on my end. And this is just the funniest business. Uh, what I'm getting is I am getting both of you freezing a lot. Uh, you are both uh, sounding like you're coming through some sort of like digitized voice scrambler when someone's, you know, asking like hostage demands. Yeah, you're, 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 you're cu- you, Adam, because now you're freezing up. But Try I'm plugged into the Ethernet cable. I'll try exiting and come back. I will. I will. Do you want me to leave as well? I can leave. We just all leave. He just left. We just all leave. Are we live? We're live, BTW. Oh, man, this is awesome. I love this. Live TV. (laughs) Live TV. Hey, so I heard you finally had the Denise Salcedo experience at a venue, BTW. In what way? Your experience was not that great at the Arthur Ashe venue. Um, You know, I... My experience was very good, to be honest, because I snuck in. Uh, I had someone open a door for me and get me to my seat, so I didn't really have to wait in line too much. <laughs> uh, so I, I I pulled in some favors, but I have to tell you, uh, it was a disaster. Uh, people that I got to th- I, I I think a lot of people missed the Daniel Bryan match, the Bryan Danielson Omega match. There were hundreds, if not maybe a thousand people waiting online to buy food and drinks and to go to the bathroom as that match was going. And the, there was a person next to us that got up right before Dynamite started. He didn't come back till the CM Punk promo. Are you serious? And he was so mad. He missed it. He, I guess he didn't realize what was happening. I have no idea how you don't realize. You hear the music and everything. He missed the whole match, and he came in midway through the CM Punk promo. So 35 minutes of waiting online. That was a big story yeah. at that building. They were totally unprepared. Jesus, that's really terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, terrible. I would have been pissed. That's like the major reason why you know people were obviously going to the show. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people missed it. So uh, it was. Listen, first time that building has held an event like this. They only host tennis. They've only had two other events. One was, and both were sponsored by the U.S. Uh, tennis Association. So th- this building was caught up in a political. A mess between the city of New York and the United States Tennis Association. So the ten- so the city of New York owns the property and they lease it to the USTA for one dollar a year, and they just got to pay the taxes, which I think are like four hundred thousand dollars. I could be wrong on that number. Somebody at the venue told me that, but all they do is pay the taxes, and it's they have a hundred year con ninety nine year contract with the with that venue starting in ninety seven. So they they have not been allowed to use that venue because the guy that was in charge of the parks department for New York City didn't want to didn't want to spoil the parks. 
So it just sits empty except for tennis. Incredible. Until now, until now and everything. I don't know. Tony, it was, it was a real, uh, Tony's negotiation abilities. It speaks volumes for that. And also the guy that was, that didn't want to run anything. He retired and a new person came in for the parks department. Wow. So it was just, it was just perfect. It was just perfect timing. So I can tell by Denise's occasional reactions that that was a good story. I got like none of it. Uh-oh. So this is going to be a hell of a podcast <laughs> for us. I so literally like you are coming through like you're scrambled in a in a cable channel. Look, I, what we're going to do is we're just going to go for it and we'll see what happens. And if I just I'll I'll just like occasionally keep re-upping my uh my connection. I'll try my best but uh yeah uh, denise you may have to take the lead on this one and i'll sure. basically just I can't see any of the ultra chats but sure yeah yeah yeah. i will well yeah we'll see what we'll see what happens i might Very have to cool. read out the ultra chats but we'll just <laughs> we'll see we'll do it we'll I, do it live that's it let's do we'll, it let's we'll go do it live so we're talking today after a mere 10 minutes we're talking about our big story which is the op- uh, possibility of bray wyatt appearing in aew uh, released on by wwe on july 31st and was under a 90-day non-compete clause but wrestlingnews.co is reporting that he has the option to waive that clause if that's accurate and he chooses to do it that would mean he wouldn't be paid for any of the 90 days but he would be free to sign and appear wherever he wants Dave Meltzer reported last week there was interest in Wyatt from both AEW and Impact, but rumor was if he was to join AEW, it would be next week. Uh, it's because the show's taking place in Rochester, New York, the home of Wyatt's friend, the late great Brody Lee. Uh, so I, I basically just want to gather you two together uh, to, first of all, discuss whether or not you think AEW should be the next stop for um for the man formerly known as Bray Wyatt. And if so, how do you foresee AEW using him? Let's start with our special guest, Andrew. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, you know, he's a big act. I mean, obviously he can't be the fiend, right? He can't be that version of, of Bray Wyatt, but I'm sure he's a very creative guy. Uh, everybody that works with him knows that he's very dedicated to his role. Uh, speaking of writers over there, everybody... Uh, speaks about how committed he is to the act. And uh, also, another person I got that a lot was Aleister Black in WWE. He's very committed to the role. He's very committed to the character and very protective of it. So, um, listen, these opportunities don't come along too often. We were talking about, you know, Tony Khan being able to book Arthur Ashe Stadium, and that it was just a perfect timing. Everything aligned for that. Uh, To be able to debut him, at Rochester with the Dark Order having, uh, you know, issues internally and with no no actual leader, I think this would be the the most logical way to insert him into the storyline. But what kind of character will he be? That's the big question. Uh, I think everybody has. Will he come out as Wyndham Rotundo? Uh, you know, uh, a kind of a half blend character between the Fiend and everything else he's done. I don't know. Or maybe he's going to use a different name. Um, I, I, I'm excited to see what they do because he's super talented and to see him kind of with less restriction would be very interesting to me. Oh, sorry. I wasn't sure if Adam could hear or not. I was waiting for a response. All right. I'm going to go through it. All right. So my thoughts on this though, really are the fact that like first and foremost, when it comes to like these surprises for like AEW, we can't go into the show thinking that it's probably a sure thing that we're actually going to get Bray Wyatt. I feel like because this is something that's speculated, like people shouldn't go necessarily thinking like, okay, this is most likely the episode that we're going to see Bray Wyatt. So like automatically I would suggest to the people don't get your hopes up just yet because these really are just, you know, reports and speculations, etc. However, if it were to happen, I completely agree with Andrew and like a lot of people have been saying this. This Seems like the very um having him come in as the leader of the Dark Order, which is just something that you know we've been seeing on Dynamite. They've been talking about, you know, there's been you know all these issues with the Dark Order not necessarily being on the same page, etc. So having him come in there, and if he were to essentially be in this new role of being the leader of the Dark Order, that seems like the most obvious 
the most obvious and the best uh, opening spot, the most natural position to go ahead and like put him in there. And as for his character and what he would be, I think that he's probably going to have, uh, like you said, like maybe like a mixture of like the different, you know, personas that he's been throughout his career. But like one of the major things that obviously everybody knows, the fans, people that have worked with him is that he's a very creative guy. So I won't be surprised if he like tries something completely out of the box. Obviously, if he's going into the Dark Order, it would be something that would fit their, uh, you know, their stable and their group and all of that. So I do think that as well. But uh, as much as I would... I see as much as I like like this idea and I like the idea of him coming in during the Rochester show. I seriously just don't want to get my hopes up though. Like I don't want to get my hopes up. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I, I think that's the worst thing you could do as a fan is assume or, you know, really, really think something's going to happen and it doesn't happen. And now you're left disappointed. I kind of go into it. Just saying like, oh, if it happens, it's awesome. If it doesn't, you know, but by, by that time, we'll probably know more information by next Wednesday. But I think it's like, listen, rare opportunity, right? It, it's a rare opportunity, but they're also, there's a lot of criticism that they're signing a lot of big WWE acts and what that does internally within the company where you're signing, signing, signing. Now, where do you put everybody? You know, that's something they have to be very careful about. Well, that was one of the things that Tony Khan mentioned as well. And he mentioned this in the AEW All Out Media Scrum was he said, like, he can't sign essentially like a you can't have a roster just full of stars. You gotta have people like in different positions and in different roles. So obviously that is something to take, you know, account for. Uh so I do have the super the ultra chats now. So thank you so much uh to Mod Mother who sent this in to me. And uh, I guess we'll go ahead and jump into the first. Okay, are you laughing at me, Adam? No, I'm laughing at the cruel fate of the universe. Well, I don't know. Like, I can't tell if you're going to chime in or not. I'm like, is Adam going to chime in or do I just take the reins? I have no I, idea. I don't know what to chime in about. Okay, look, I'm, what, how about this? I'll, I'll monologue about Bray Wyatt and AEW and then... <laughs> If I disappear or something, We're just not like always this this much of a mess, Andrew. I promise. It's all right. Listen, I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm a, if you knew what I'm viewing right now across from my camera, you you would you would be shocked what my view is at this very moment. What is I'm what saucy? I'm staring at is it saucy? Is it saucy? Yeah. Saucy, Denise. Very saucy. Very saucy. Very, very saucy. Oh my god, sauce. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm going to talk for a bit. Sorry about this. I don't know what's happening. I just restarted my computer. This is so weird. I'm plugged into the internet. Uh, anyway, so uh, Bray Wyatt and AEW. Um, here's the thing, right? So like everyone, I think what you guys were talking about is like AEW and the Dark Order. I'm assuming you talked about that because literally you're both frozen. So that's fine. Um, I, for me, like it, it feels like there's, a, there's an emotional resonance Obviously, we all know like how close um, Bray and uh, late great Brody Lee uh, was. Uh, so the idea of inheriting the mantle from someone that you truly care about is a really interesting one. It does feel like Bray Wyatt is sort of like will then like have a kind of creative shadow over him, perhaps like when he first comes in. Um, like I think my thing is just, like I don't necessarily want to see magic in AEW mm. I feel like that is like you know obviously that's a big part of a lot of people's wrestling kind of childhood Undertaker Kane you know like spooky business happening for spooky reasons literally magic being the only explanation but AEW is more of a sports-based um, promotion than that you know they care about stats obviously they they also do have a giant wrestling dinosaur but he is also <laughs> you know like he's sort of explained within the kind of physics of that world uh, I think it's I think it's tricky I think there's a lot more it's similar to what Malachi Black is doing the idea of a more psychological uh, element something maybe a bit more akin to Bray Wyatt because like my favorite parts of Bray Wyatt were never the stuff like for me Bray Wyatt jumped the shark when he started being able to do actual magic when he was able to kind of teleport like for me that's not what makes Bray Wyatt interesting what makes Bray Wyatt interesting is the idea that he can lay a seed in your mind he can incept uh, maliciousness into you with his words because he's a wordsmith a charmer a snake charmer the idea that he can corrupt you so maybe him being the head of a cult literally the cult that they have in AEW is almost too much of a layup but after his work with The Fiend, going back to cult leader Bray Wyatt, like, 
there's going to it's it's going to be difficult for a lot of people not to see that as a regression. Perhaps the emotional bridge with Brody will be good enough for people, but I'm really really torn. I I want him to go to AEW because I think that's the place where he'll get the most exposure because I do think he is one of this generation's best minds just from a sheer creative standpoint like the sheer glut of creativity that comes from Bray Wyatt is insane uh, and AEW I think probably is the best place for that but yeah no, I'm I'm really really on the fence how do you react to that Denise so when it comes to I'm glad that you mentioned the exposure thing because it is true like a talent like Bray Wyatt should essentially be somewhere where you're going to get the maximum amount of exposure and right now if it's not WWE it's definitely AEW so that is a big big point to make while he can do great stuff in other places like Impact Wrestling or Ring of Honor or New Japan or wherever the hell really yeah, he can do great things, but at the end of the day, you're going to get the maximum exposure in AEW. And given the fact that there's an obvious storyline, and like I said, an obvious way to plug him in, then why not go ahead and take the opportunity to do that? But I am curious, though, uh, Andrew, I have a question for you. Like, Adam mentioned the fact that he's not into all of the magic stuff. I'm not into the magic stuff. How do you feel about the magic stuff? Uh, you know, and when it's done every now and then, it, it it works right when it's but when you have you know lasers zapping out and you have you know the the all the spookiness constantly like Alexa Bliss is a great example of this right all the spooky stuff all the magic stuff uh, it's taken to a level where it removes you from what's going on uh, that, and it's it's weird right that it removes you from it but I think if they do it every now and then and they have you know it's more psychologically based where maybe a little bit of it is incorporated. I think it's fine. Uh, but AEW, again, they have to walk a, a fine line because there's so many eyeballs on them right now, and there's so much criticism. People are very much waiting for them to screw up in some capacity. Uh, you know, they've, they've had some misses. They have a lot of hits. Uh, this is just going to be another example of, does this piece fit in that puzzle that they're trying to build right now? And, I, you know, personally, I... I Things that have been told to me, I really hope Bray has tremendous success over there. Uh, absolutely. I know that he, he, he really works hard on his, on his work. Uh, I don't think this was expected by many people that he would be let go by WWE because of all the, the financials that are tied into that character. Uh, the merchandising, it, it was a big draw for them. It really was. And it worked and it created buzz. And that's, what everything, that's everything that they want. So... Uh, to release them, it, it, there's there's more to this story, which uh, you know one day we'll we'll all hear the truth, you know the the real full story. But I I, I would like to see him there. I really would. I I would love to see him, you know, work with the Dark Order and do something really awesome with them. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Also, you guys are coming through quite a bit better now. Just, okay, good. We, we may have fixed this. I don't know what's okay. happening. Excellent. Do we like nothing. the side eye? I'm like, is he like aware that the conversation is done? Like, I or am I just like, nodding? Like, yeah, I, I'm like looking at you and I'm like, should I jump in? Should I say something? I'm just I'm just a toddler with keys. I just like, I understand <laughs> there's color and movement and I'm on board. It's like mom and dad are having a conversation. It's toddlers just like, don't drop the vase. Don't drop the vase. It's like Charlie Brown. Parent. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. No, no, I, I'm. I think I'm back with you. I think okay. I'm back with Fantastic. you. But, but Denise, you know yes. what? I think you should take the ultra chats anyway, Justin. All right, let's see. I got them. So let's go ahead and get started then. So we're gonna start off with an ultra chat from Teddy Byrne, who says, "With the rumors of Bray Wyatt debuting this week and the rumors of Adam Page returning this week, how would you feel if Bray became the leader of the heel half of the Dark Order and Page became the leader of the face half? The two could then feud for legitimacy. Uh, thoughts on this? Uh, we'll start with Andrew. Uh, I don't want to see a civil war angle yet." I, I really I, I I'm not crazy about those um, whenever you do like a faction breakup like that. It doesn't really it, it's it doesn't really work the way they ever plan it to plan it to work. I'd like to see a united uh, a united dark order, whether or not, you know, Bray's the leader or hangman is I, I would take hangman out of that equation. Totally. I think he needs to become a big single star. He doesn't need the dark order at the moment at this moment, but he's also one of the few people that doesn't have a faction he's incorporated with. Everybody has some sort of faction. So where does he go? Does he become a loner? I think that would be a great angle for him. You know, the Cowboys a loner. He doesn't need a team. So, um, I, I don't want to see a civil war thing. I, I think Adam, I think Adam Page should move on beyond the dark order and have, if, if this is what they're doing, right. And have Bray become the leader. That's Adam. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Andrew. I don't necessarily want to see a kind of uh, NWO 2000 versus NWO Wolfpack uh, kind of situation where everything's kind of getting branding and everyone's got like warring colors and, and stuff like that. I, I think it's tricky because like, well, Andrew, you mentioned it like, you know, um, obviously the Dark Order is falling apart. Um, the reason why it's falling apart, right, is because Adam Page is going to come back mm-hmm. and be, and teach them the magic of friendship again. Um <laughs> Please, I just don't want it to be the case where, <laughs> once again, Adam Page has his big moment usurped by a new star yeah, coming in yeah. and sort of uh, sort of supplanting him. You know, that's not to cast shade on Brian Danielson and CM Punk. If they come in, you have to use them now. Obviously, you yeah, do. How do you and, not, right? How do you not? not? Exactly. But, like, the, the layup here is Dark Order have forgotten what it, you know, they've... The, the trauma of watching their friend fall apart is tearing them apart. And it simply put, uh, Bray Wyatt coming in as either a face kind of like, oh, now I will unite you, or the heel kind of just be like, oh, no, I will now take you fully to the dark side. Again, that just supplants uh, another big moment in the Adam Page story. And I know that a lot of the problems a lot of people have with the Adam Page story are we have written as fans the Adam Page story and we expect AEW to do the story that we've written. Um, and I get that that is a, a snake that eats its own tail. But right now, it literally is they have fallen apart without Adam Page. Adam Page needs to come back and make them whole again. And yeah, I don't see necessarily where Bray Wyatt falls into that. So despite the kind of perfect links of Brody and cults and all that stuff, yeah, it just it just seems like it's, again, uh, kind of like putting Adam Page on the back burner. 
And, you know, he's had a kid. So I guess like Luke Owen, maybe he just could do with some more time off. Because <laughs> apparently kids take up all your time. So you might oh, be seeing yeah, a lot. You have no you'll, idea. <laughs> you'll be seeing a lot of me, Denise. Me, oh. and, my, me and my technical issues. It's going to be you and me. Fantastic. Thelma and Louise. You know, I, I don't run the same at eight in the morning as I do later on in the day. I'm a little rusty in the morning, Adam. <laughs> well, thankfully, you've got the sheer technical prowess and unabashed professionalism of Adam Blompier here to see these us through this this mag podcast. But that's my thoughts. Anyway, no civil war, please. And let's can we just have Adam Page teach them the magic of friendship? And then maybe once he's won the title, then Bray Wyatt can sort of steal his friends and turn them against him that might be fun so i know that you guys are both on the same page but just to offer a different perspective i kind of like what teddy pitched on here to be honest i really kind of did only because i know that they're not necessarily going to go right now with hangman page to be the champion because there's still so much left in kenny omega as being champion that you still need to give him a good story i think something like that would be interesting and it would give you know more members of the dark order some you know some an, more in individual time to shine so i think that you guys brought up some great points but if they were to do something like this i would not be opposed to it just given those pros that i just mentioned uh, but we're moving on to our next ultra chat and this one is from charles berg who says i'd say it would be a huge get but i think bray needs to get away from being a murder clown and focus more on the sinister nature of human beings something like john doe from seven also Mr. Blampied, you said it's your jam, but is Mario Party N64 NRB worthy? <laughs> I don't um, understand the, the second part of the question. You don't, you've heard don't of Mario play. Party, didn't you? Yeah, but I don't, I don't understand like what's going on with Mario. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean why he's being I mean, a lot's going on. He's Chris going through Pratt a divorce now. right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, poor Mario is going through a divorce. He's lost his business. His kids haven't <laughs> called him. I mean, there's a lot going on with him, Denise. The Mario's falling apart. Is that the new thing? Mama mia. Or Mario, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so hang on. You, you have to talk me through this. So, like, uh, all I know is there's a film and he's being played by Chris Pratt. And that's all I know. What's happening with Mario? I hope you're asking Andrew because I don't got the answers for you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you're you're on the finger of pop culture. Culture is one half of okay, your YouTube channels. Video name. games, though, I don't know anything about video games whatsoever. I don't do any video game content, oh, so dear. nobody here knows what's going on with Mario Party N64 NRB. Is it worthy? No. <laughs> I, look, so right. Mario, Mario Part yeah. N64 is absolutely wonderful. Uh, Mario Part, it, it, it's genuinely like, it, it's a video game board game, Denise. You oh. literally roll dice by bopping them like Mario bops blocks. Again, I, 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 I feel like... it's a video ga uh, a game board. Okay, there you go. A game board? I mean, I, I, you, oh, it's a not a game I would, board? I would love to. I would love to be... I would love to play Mario. Can you... you I could do it, right? With my with my terrible heavy New York Queens accent, I think it would work yes. really well. It would fit in really well. I mean, you're you're better you're a better Mario than Chris Pratt, and I'm sorry that that's a, that's a very low bar to clear. Yeah, but you're gonna go, we're right gonna, over it. Yeah, we're we're t we're taking the ethnicity of Mario. We're gonna shift him a little bit and make him make him a little bit more uh at, you know Persian instead of Italian. I think that's the direction we're headed here with Mario. It's where it's where Nintendo's been going. Like they've yeah. had this kind of very long journey, like story arc planned. It's like the Adam Page story. Yeah, they I, just I, keep I, delaying it, but we yeah. are going to eventually end. Uh, yeah, like a Greek, <laughs> like a Greek nightclub owner. <laughs> now, to be fair, I get that vibe from Mario entirely. <laughs> <laughs> We are moving on to our next ultra chat. This one is from Zerup the first who says, what about Bray being the leader of the evil Uno Dark Order faction with Hangman coming back and being the leader of the Reynolds Dark Order faction? So that's along the same lines of the first question that we got asked. Uh, is there anything you guys want to add or should I just move on to the next one? I want to no, add the don't... fact that yeah, Mario Party is basically, it's a, <laughs> so it's a video game board game. You bop the blocks and it rolls dice and you move around a board. And depending on where you move, you might get some coins. You might cash some coins in for a star. You've heard of them. Uh, and then at the end of each round, you play like a little mini game. Do, 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 do. Like, oh, maybe like a little foot race. Who can tap their button the hardest or who can bop each other off? Uh, like, you know, or you're all on a, like a big platform, but the platform's covered in ice. So you've got to try and run around, but you've got to try and stay on the platform. Oh, what a time to be alive, Denise. It's wonderful. Andrew, are you aware that Adam is a big game board? Is Stop calling game them time? game boards. <laughs> game board enthusiast. A, a, a what? 
a game board. Look, you, you broke them. I can't tell you if you're doing this to wind no, me up. No, you broke them. You broke them. Also, you're frozen again. You're both frozen again. You've talked about game boards so much, it's broken the podcast. Can, can I ask, Sorry. what is a game board? A game board? It's a board game, Andrew. Oh, She's a board game. thick. Oh, Denise. I'm sorry. It's eight in the morning. I forgot what they were called. Board games, not a game board. Excuse me. Pardon me. <laughs> what are they don't they don't they don't got game boards in California, Denise? I mean they well board game see, game boards. <laughs> yes, I'm a proud supporter of Candyland, Monopoly, and Scrabble. Very, I'm so proud. Is, which which irritates Adam to the extreme. That that's the whole beef between us. Is apparently, I don't get the board game community. You're not playing. Have Catan? you heard of these new? Have you heard of these new game videos? They're all the rage with the children. Plug plug in your game video console, and you too can game video on the internet superhighway. My hobbies include game boarding. Game, game boarding. <laughs> Board games are brilliant, Andrew. You agree, yes? I, I agree. They are. Uh, Catan, is a, Catan, is that the game? Catan. Catan, yes. Catan. Everybody's playing Catan. That is the name of a game board. You've, you've that successfully is a game passed board. the challenge. There you go. Way over my head. There you go. Uh, next super chat. This one is from Peter Mullins, Ultra Chat, excuse me, who says, What's well happening to this show? Well done, Adam, <laughs> for keeping the show on the rails against all of Virgin Media's efforts. I think Bray should debut as the scariest character to all people, 18 to 49. Son of IRS, the tax man, he says. Arg. Ooh, spooky. I mean, this is not me, by the way. This is Peter Mullins and what he wrote on his Ultra Chat. Peter, you're right. I'm the one keeping this show on the rails. I'm the linchpin here. I'm not in any way the source of all the problems. I was going to say, you're getting credit, even though you're the reason the show is a disaster, Adam. <laughs> this is the worst show we've ever done. Andrew, it's I'm so dark. nice to have you here. I'm really I'm sorry so, that you happened to pop your head I, in for a car. I'm so glad. I'm so glad everything fell apart for me. I think I caused this. I think I'm the reason why. Possibly. Because yeah, we can go with that. It makes me feel better about myself. Because I was supposed to be on last week. I was supposed to be on last week's show, and I had to move it to this week. So I think uh, I caused this whole disaster. I think if I was in here, you guys would have a fantastic show. You sent Andrew, us a were virus. were you having a bad day before this? Because I was having a bad day. Adam mentioned he was having a bad day. Were you having a bad day before this? I, I never have a bad day. My days are always. That's fantastic. not true. That can't be true. You have to I, have I, that. I, I'm having. I, I'm having a. Uh, I, I I think people like my day begins at four thirty in the morning, and it ends at around four thirty in the morning. <laughs> that my I have I have crazy long, twenty hour work days sometimes here. It, it it's it's out of control between the podcast between. Uh, the venues between my clients. I, I'm there are times that I'm not home for like two days and I'm just roaming around Manhattan like 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 a, like a crazy person going from place to place. Oh my, my god! My favorite like, thing is Adam's reaction to this, hearing Andrew's <laughs> lifestyle. Like oh, if I don't get dude. if I don't get my eight hours, I'm useless. Like one of the reasons I've had a bad day is because I had trouble sleeping last night. No, I literally, four, I, five, I think... four or five hour stops. That's my tops. That'll your brain will shrivel up like a raisin. Oh my goodness, are you okay? So I, I uh, there's this one person in the chat wrote Andrew never has a bad day. What about the potato on the train? This is an infamous incident that happened in my life. I was poisoned by a Persian man that that fed me a potato on the train. This is, this know, is did you know the Persian man before he fed you? A potato? I, I did not know the Persian man. I, I I I will swear on my children that this is the reality of my life i i'm sitting on the train i'm going to work and this uh persian man is sitting next to me and the way i know he's persian he looked at me he goes he goes uh he goes let me let me ask you he goes you are a very handsome man he goes are you iranian are you persian i'm like no my my dad my dad is from uh was born in iran like kind of sort of like i it's hard to explain because i'm i'm so mixed and he's like he's like oh you're so handsome and he starts touching my face like this he's like this old mm. little man mm. and then he tells me that his wife just died Okay, right after he strokes my beard, he tells me that his wife just died and his kids forced him to move out of his mansion into a small apartment. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, like, what do I say? Right. My answer is going to be like, eh, thing ha things happen. You know, life changes. You know, what do you say to that? And he proceeds to take out a hard boiled egg out of his bag. Uh, not a hard boiled, a hard boiled potato, a boiled potato. 
out of his bag in a Ziploc bag. He takes it out. He, with his hands, he cuts it in half. He hands it to me. I don't know why. I ate it, okay? I ate half the boiled potato. Andrew, Andrew, I, I, yeah. I, I hate, I hate to do this, but I yeah. think that's your fault. You, oh, you, you cannot no, 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 eat no. train no, potatoes. It was the mysticism that he, that he, that he did to me. He spooky fingered me, and I, I like lost the, all like control. The be- like the beginning of Gremlins, like you the beginning just... of Gremlins. Yeah, it, it just, <laughs> it just happened. All right. So I eat the potato, and uh, can I just add, he was wearing a white pin suit. Okay large European cut pants, like his leg. It was like the widest of the wide legs he was wearing white pinstripe suit. I eat half the potato and he t- asks me any, if I want any onions with it. And I'm like, no, it's 10 in the morning. I regret my decisions to begin with. I regret even getting on this train at this point. And I, I ate the potato. I get, I look, I, I the train gets to Manhattan. I look to my side. He's gone. He's missing. Okay, gone. <laughs> did you did you do the thing where you looked one way and then you looked back I, and he wasn't there you know, anymore? I, I really thought I consumed too many edibles the night before, and maybe that like I, I was I'm like he's gone, and it, it, like I never saw him again. A couple days go by, I really feel like crap. All right, I am sick. I am I can't breathe. This is before COVID, right? Uh, before before the thing that that happened. I don't want to say it because we'll you know maybe lose monetization on this video. Right before this this happened, and I'm like, I'm sick. I ended up getting double pneumonia. I was out for a month and a half. For six weeks, I was sick. Nothing cured me. No antibiotics was working. It was finally the third round of antibiotics. I didn't put it two and two together until the viewer's like, dude, it was the freaking potato. This man poisoned you. Okay? I saw him. I saw him the day before everything shut down. That was the last time I saw that man and going up an elevator and I wanted to find him. I, I run up to find this man. And it, once again, he disappears. Andrew, I was poisoned by a Persian mystic on, on the Long Island Railroad. Okay. I think uh, at this point, I wish pay- I, 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 he definitely did something. Definitely did something to me with his, with his weird potato. But here's a life lesson that I learned at the age of 37 years old. Do not, under any circumstances, eat a boiled potato from some random strange Persian man on the Long Island Railroad. Don't. That is don't a life eat, lesson we all should learn. Don't eat patrentos. Just don't do it. Patrentos? Like, <laughs> I've been waiting to say toe for a very long time. <laughs> it was a phantom potato that, that took six weeks to recover from. <laughs> Maybe I should have had the onions. He also had tomatoes, cut up tomatoes. And he kept saying, like, would you like a Bamidora over and over why, again? Why do it, I feel these are like the stories that are going to end up like in a Bible where it's like, if a man comes to you and he yeah, offers yeah, yeah, you a yeah. potato or an onion, don't say yes to the potato. It sounds yeah. to me like you got witchcraft. Uh, oh, definitely. It, He's definitely like a 600-year-old mystic that, that, that just appeared out of nowhere. It sounds like one of the A Thousand and One Tales. This is, a, yeah, this is the most, it's, it's one of those amazing stories I've ever heard. Why did you eat, why, what did you, why did you eat, why did you eat the potato? Andrew? Okay, I'm going to be so honest with you. I was so distracted reading a, a, a text message from a friend of mine that. And, and he just that, went in and you just like, okay, like, no, I was so distracted. He was telling me that his mother was in a bad car accident. Okay. As I'm reading this, like, I'm like this, I'm reading it. I'm talking. And he's like, and he hands it. And I just, my mind went somewhere and I just took it and I, and I just ate it. And I go, mm, that's very good. He goes, I eat, I eat a boiled potato every single day. Every morning I start my day with onions, tomatoes, and a boiled potato. Andrew, I think he was punishing you. Because <laughs> no, you just I, said, I, no, you just no, said no. that you were reading a text <laughs> while he was telling you about his mother who was in an accident. So maybe he got like insulted. Like this guy isn't giving me my full potential, his, his full attention. No, no, no. The, the, my friend's mother was in an accident. My friend's mother oh, was in the gosh. Oh, sorry about mom. that. Yeah, yeah. But oh. I am now convinced he made me immortal. I am now a Highlander. There, there's, no, there, there's no denying, like, I'm going to be 700 years old living by myself. Like, this was the big curse he placed on me that now I'm, I'm an immortal. 
I think I'm dreaming this. I think I, I, think, <laughs> I think I'm this having is, a nap before a the mag day. show started. Like none of this show makes any sense. It's a Tuesday, <laughs> man. It, it was a Tuesday. What, what am I going to do? Uh, well, like Garfield, I hate Tuesdays. Um, I, I, I don't know really how we can, how we, how do we stop this from being the entire podcast? How do we dismount from this? I, 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 Andrew, can you give us like a, and that's why, like, give us, give us a sort of moral of the story, the moral which isn't story don't is... eat a, a potato on a train. No, no, no. That's a moral that we all know, Andrew. Listen, if you moral see, we all the moral of the story by. is, if you, if you happen to see a, a, on the Long Island Railroad, if you're from New York and you see this Persian man wearing a white pin suit, because the second time I saw him, he was wearing a white pin suit also. Tiny little man, okay? If you see this man, run. Don't, don't even look at him. Don't, don't make eye contact. He will find you. He will follow you. He'll appear in your house. I'm telling oh, you. Well, it, maybe it, just try it, and catch him. First you might me. be able to get some wishes out of it, you know? Just try and catch him in a net yeah. or something, and maybe he'll, yeah. he'll give you Fantastic, a heart right? Right? But maybe you'll be cursed. <laughs> Andrew, that's the... It's, it's a, that's, a, that's a top five story. Like, oh, my wife was so mad at me. She was so mad. She's like, what would make you do it? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I, was, I was distracted. He goes, she goes, I've never been distracted enough to eat a random thing someone's feeding me on a train. I was uh, like, it was nice. Denise, he told me his wife just died. His kids kicked him out of his house. What do you want? They took all his money. Denise, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten on a train? Nothing, but, well, the things I don't take. The, I took the subway here one time in L.A. and I was flashed by some man. Uh, and, and then I, in Hollywood, a man tried looking my face. And those are probably some of the weirdest things that had happened to me here. But I've never eaten a potato from a stranger. I've never eaten anything from a stranger. No, you no. It's it's almost like it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's just one of those shared assumptions. It it it, it shocks me still that this is this really <laughs> happened, right? Like I think yeah. about this regularly, regularly, and people people will send me emails. Like the viewers randomly will send me an email, and they're like, "I, I still can't believe this happened." Because I told the story a couple times. Uh, I, I think I'm almost convinced that if he tried to feed me the potato, I still would have accepted it. Well, if I he actually so just popped it in it. your little mouth, I kind of would have preferred that. I kind of would have, if he was like, "Here you go," and I just feeds it to me. I mean, when when you did say a man fed me a potato on a train, I yeah. was I was picturing it like he held his like like a horse eating an apple. He just kind of held you know, it out. To he, me, sort of. when we got up to leave, and this is this is <laughs> this is even better. He gave me the double sided kiss, and then he oh, did like one of the... these. Yeah, oh. he did one of these. Like uh, I needed yes. to like held my cheek a little bit. It, it, I kind of liked it. It was nice. <laughs> I have a real question for you, Andrew. A serious, <laughs> yes, legitimate question. Yeah. Do you have a fear now of Mr. Potato Head? Uh, he's not allowed in my house. <laughs> my kids, I, they, I, I, I melted it in the backyard. Somebody bought it for Christmas. <laughs> I just put it in the barbecue. I said, no, we don't have this in this house. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas now. That's are you, it. It's are you good? List. Are you good with potatoes though, or is that? Is I'm this fine. Like I love potatoes. Potatoes are great. I love starch. I love carbs. You know, secretly I'm I'm like a uh, I'm a big foodie. I'm fine with potatoes. Oh, except, we got some... except I keep calling it a hard boiled potato. I think I'm going to keep calling it that. Hard boiled <laughs> potato. It's a hard boiled potato. Peel off the little skin <laughs> of it. Uh, I've been messaged by Pete uh, on Discord. Uh, he says, and uh, this is in all caps, move on from the potato, Adam, more <laughs> ultra chats. <Okay>. So <laughs> because I'm he says, going. I need to edit the podcast version Pete. of this somehow. <laughs> okay, so first of all, we have some interesting ultra chats about this. And this okay. one is from Norm's, two from Norm Summers, who says, was it a COVID potato? And he sent it twice. Was it a COVID potato? It was pre, then- it was pre-pandemic. And then Breaking Sydney says this is the effect of marijuana, children. Oh, yeah. 100%, man. I mean, it, it has to be. It has to be all the bad decisions I've made over the 37 years of my life. It's more effective than Reefer Madness, this story. <laughs> I, I'm a huge fan. Uh, let's finish off our Wyndham Rotunda Ultra Chats, Denise, and then, okay. we'll, and then we'll move on to the final Ultra Chats to close out this all show. Right. I don't know how we're going to bring... Let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to journalism, I guess. All right, let's, we're let's, going let's... back. Here we go. All right, Wyndham Rotunda. <laughs> okay, back to, 
back to that. All right. Uh, James Handley sends in his ultra chat and says, what if he continued with a split personality gimmick? The side of the Dark Order sees it as a kind, loving person, but anyone outside of the Dark Order that tries to mess with the group will end up getting violently assaulted in the shadows. He's his own enforcer, essentially. And I'm going to read one more before we touch up any last final thoughts um rafael jimenez says what if page comes back to fix the dark order only for bray to stop him from doing what he shouldn't only for it to be bray who fixes page by telling him that his brother had higher deals in him so go prove him right validating their faith in him any thoughts you guys want to add to that I think it's a, it's, a, it's a real tricky one. Like split, split personality is really effective. I mean, like kind of that's been part of Bray's DNA because like one of the, one of the gimmicks that kind of everyone thought that like, oh, this is a, a sort of a modern day version of this was Waylon Mercy, um, who was a, a, a gimmick where very similar to uh, Bray Wyatt, he came out looking like uh, Robert De Niro's character from Cape Fear. He had the, you know, the the hat, he had the white trousers and the Hawaiian shirt, uh, but he was a total gentleman. Uh, and he spoke a little bit like um, Jake the Snake, very carefully. Uh, and a per perfect gentleman in the ring. But as soon as the bell rang, he would become a savage. And just like, it, it was really unsettling because you never knew exactly which version of him you were going to get. And obviously Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt cult leader is a, a step up kind of from Waylon Mercy. So, and obviously the Mr. Rogers versus The Fiend, like it's been a huge part of like that archetypical character, like from the very beginning. So I, I think I'm very into it. I think that's a sort of the AEW version of magic, go the psychological route which is kind of what I think they do with Abaddon. Like, I don't think Abaddon is actually magic. Abaddon assumes that persona. Um, so, like, having it be a psychological break um, that he just, like, what you know, once he, once he snaps, he will kill you. I, th I think that's, that is a nice extension. That's keeping continuity of Bray Wyatt, everything he's been doing with his career, whilst also giving him a different, slightly more grounded edge. So I'm definitely uh, for that. And... Um, I kind of don't want him to be altruistic. I kind of think Paige needs to find his own. Paige needs to find himself. Don't think Bray should find it for him. Paige, Dark Order have done everything they need to do to get to help Paige to the point where he can now identify the strength within him. That's my thoughts on both those questions. Sorry, Adam. I need black liquid coming out of people's mouths and faces <laughs> and creepy dolls. And that's what I need to be interested. Uh, we're moving on because we do got a couple more ultra chats. This one is from Norm Summers again, who says, I've always thought that Andrew looks like Drew McIntyre's stunt double. Oh, sometimes I get yeah. that sometimes. Yeah. Listen, Drew's a very handsome man. How do you not? Unfortunately for me, I'm not six foot six or six foot seven and jacked to the gills. That, that's my right. problem. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's the brow. You've got, yeah, real real yeah. kind of um, Drew McIntyre brow. It's uh, the eyebrows. The yeah, the beard, the eyebrows. Yeah. I could do this, though. I could shake my chest a little bit. I could still do that, you know? Nice. There you go. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's, as, far as, that's as far as I could go. I, I mean, I'm not, I can't flex or anything anymore. I could just shake the, shake the chest a little bit. I mean, I can do this. That, <laughs> that's the same, right? We're the same. I can't do anything. All right. Steven Guzman says, hope you're all well today. Finished the Chris Canyon episode of Dark Side of the Ring, and it was especially heartbreaking. Reach out to your loved ones who seem to be struggling, and even if they seem okay, always check up on them. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, any thoughts? Did you guys watch the episode yet? Uh, to be completely truthful, I haven't seen it yet. No. So, But so uh, I, I, I agree with that sentiment, obviously, yeah. 1,000%. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I, I actually posted a... Um... Uh, a story I never really told on, ever on the air. Uh, I was I was going to go into it tomorrow when I do Mat Men, but I'll, I'll talk about it today. Um, I got to know Chris right before he passed away, a couple months before, and uh, he had found one of the podcast early podcasts I was doing, like 2010 or 2009, and he became like a viewer. And we would chat every now and then, and he randomly messaged me one day and asked to call me, and he called me, and he wanted to come on my show to talk about this damning evidence that he had against WWE, Vince, and everybody in charge. And he didn't want to say what it was, but he wanted to present this uh, on the show and that the week of, he would prep me uh, about it, right? Uh, I, you know, I, I posted, I really didn't know what to do with that information, but he was, I mean, he went on for like 20 minutes of just ranting and talk. I just let him talk. 
uh, you know, looking back now and being a little bit more educated about mental health uh, than, you know, when I was at 20, uh, 26, 27 years old, uh, I would have recognized that he was having some sort of episode. Something was happening with him. He was not in a good state. Uh, he was really frantic. He used to do a live stream every now and then on a website called Stickham. I don't know if people remember this. It was, uh, it, it was like a lot. It was like what we're doing now. Like you would, you would be able to stream your show, but you could also have people on the side to chat with. And then there was a chat room as well. So you could see them and they could see you and then you could chat with them. Um, and he would do those. And it, it was a little, little scary. Something like I saw two of them and he was like in the dark. Uh, so you could tell that he, something was going on and he lived very close to me and I was sending a car to pick him up to come on the show. And I found, you know, a couple of weeks later, you find out that, you know, he took his own life and uh, absolutely terrible. And I, I think this one thing, you know, forget about outside of blaming WWE, blaming anybody else. I, I think realizing that the mental health issues are a very serious thing and uh, we need to be a little bit more conscious about it. Well, so that, that was my and I, I, I mean, that was my interaction with Chris. And this is way before I did anything with wrestling way before any of that. Wow. Yeah. I watched the episode. It was really good. Uh, I do think that they could have. There's some episodes where I really do think that they should be like more than one hour because I do think that they can dive into things a little bit more. I think this was one of the ones where I kind of felt like uh, there was still kind of a lot of questions left. So I would say that this would have been one that they could have definitely done two hours and uh, so many other ones as well, because I felt this way about several of them. But a lot of the stories from this episode uh, for Chris Can from Chris Canyon, for me, all completely new. Like I didn't know like a lot of what was on here. So that was like for me, not knowing these stories going in, it was pretty surprising. But overall, like a pretty uh, interesting episode of Dark Side of the Ring. So um, one thing, let me, let me just, let okay. me just say this because I know I'm going to get a lot of questions on what I think he had, what evidence he had. I, I, and I don't like saying this, but I don't think there was anything. I think it was, uh, him in a very bad state of mind. Uh, I don't think he had any, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't want to say everything he said to me because some of it was very accusatory. Uh, and I wouldn't want to put it out there because I, I generally don't feel that it was uh, he wanted to say those things publicly. I think he was in a really bad state. I, I don't believe he had this, you know, groundbreaking thing. I think he was just very um, he was in really bad place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think that definitely came across from when you when you told it for sure. Alrighty, here we go. And we got a couple more. This one is from Chaos Control, who says, Andrew, as a fellow New Yorker, I have to question why you ate food from a random old man. You can't trust people on MTA. Awesome, We're man. back. He had, a sweet We're back. Face. Hey. he had a sweet face. He grabbed my face. He gave me a kiss. I, you know, he was a nice guy. He was trying to do something. I, I, I am now, I am now a, an immortal. I'm convinced of this. Uh, it's like the movie Highlander. You got to chop my head off and then take my, take my energy. And then now you live and become an immortal. So I'm putting this out there in the universe now. It kind of feels like Dune. It kind of feels like you've <laughs> taken the, the kind of the spice water that you shouldn't take, the concentrated stuff that sends your mind yeah. crazy. And now you are the Muhadib. You are the, yeah. the person who is in all places at once. You are the Quizaz Hadarak, <laughs> able to kind of see all points in time. Like, yeah, yeah you've, been, you've been through the thing that should have killed you, but now you are more powerful <laughs> than you can possibly imagine. All right, next one we got. Um, this one is from Bacon Rasher, who says, "Afternoon, uh, slightly off topic, but I did. I see Denise is wearing a, B a Bullet Club shirt on. So, what I was wondering with Al Fantasmo now showing up in Impact, do you think there are plans for Bullet Club in AEW, or is this just an Impact storyline? Thoughts, everybody." Uh, I, I'm fully not fully completely up to date on Impact. Obviously, like you know, uh, they they've whispered around the the club uh, and stuff obviously with gallows and anderson and stuff but like man I, I i'm i'm kind of over bullet club like if i'm honest you know i i, I do do a, do a new thing um it, i it, don't get me wrong a uh, very very iconic obviously look the shirts are everywhere this is the vigilante club one. Oh, very <laughs> nice uh but like i don't me personally i'm over bullet club i you, you couldn't tell me that there's a new member of Bullet Club and I would care. 
Um, and that's not to throw shade at anyone currently in Bullet Club. I just, man, like the NWO, it just loses its steam after too many years. You know? I, I 100% agree with you. All right, and we're going on to the next one. Hey, guys, I'm. oh, this one is from Marslarts, who says, hey, guys, I'm on my way to my first wrestling event since March 2020, and I gotta meet, I'm going to meet the mayor of Painesville there. Uh, hashtag WrestleTalk brings fans together. Hey, you're going to meet Dan. Oh, oh give, him, give him our best. Rub his little belly and say he's been a good boy. <laughs> I love Dan's a bit. Another ultra chat. This one is from Breaking Sydney, who says that this is the best show ever, even with all of our technical difficulties, clearly. All of my technical difficulties. Let's just let's just call it let's just call it like we see it, shall we? <laughs> don't and you don't need to protect me. Uh, my technical difficulties, uh, Andrew's potato, and uh, your game boards. We've had uh, a truly once in a lifetime. <laughs> and this is from an angry gamer. Uh, this is from Wolf Knight, who says, first of all btw this is a little bit insulting but he said firstly denise is the type of person to go play goldfish and call it the most challenging game board to date go play some Catan, denise please i don't know what Catan is and you know what i like to play goldfish brother and then that secondly if break comes to aew is there the possibility that's one of a one-off appearance uh like redbeard um denise you'll like this so, uh, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm so scattered all over the place is because i literally like i ran to the office to to record this on time because i was filming a review of a game a game board called nemesis which uh comes in a box that's about this big like genuinely you could you could bury a dog in it and it costs over a hundred dollars and the rule book is like 30 pages long would oh, you wow. like to play it? Would you like to play it with me, Denise? No, I don't like instructions. <laughs> Denise, come on. Go, go play the game. Go read the book. I don't like instructions. Go read the manual. I, no, I don't do manuals. <laughs> I'm those people. I hate reading manuals. I hate reading instructions. I'd rather just try to figure it out. That's it for our Ultra Chats. Adam. <laughs> shall I sign us out, shall I? Uh, this has been easily Hashtag the worst show ever. Hashtag best show ever. Let's lean into it. I, <laughs> let's see what happens next week, Denise. Who knows? I might call out sick next week. Oh, no. No. Don't eat no, the potato. Don't eat the potato. Uh, don't do it. Um, I know this has been a, a huge amount of fun. First of all, I do want to thank our very special guest, Andrew Zarian, for uh man, like if there's if there's anything this show's gonna be remembered for, it's potatoes on trains. So listen, I I'm a big fan of everything you guys do over there at Russell Talk. You guys are always great. You give me shout outs on your videos and everything. Uh, it, it's 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 amazing how how much growth you guys have seen, uh, the content you guys make, uh as you know, someone that makes content. Uh, obviously, I, I I appreciate really good content, and you guys are fantastic. I mean, it, and, and this is a pleasure for me. Anytime you guys want me on, I'll come on. Andrew, please uh, let the people know where they can find all the stuff that you make. Hey, uh, Twitter uh, at Andrew Zarian on Twitter. I do a podcast every week with my co-host Rich Stamboli. We've been doing it for ten years now. Uh, called Matt Men. It's Matt Men Podcast on uh, on Twitter. Matt Men Podcast on YouTube. Listen, we want to hit ten thousand subscribers. We had a little issue a couple of years ago. We lost the account uh it it was we had to separate all our shows because we had like a bunch of shows under one account so we separate everything and we never really pushed youtube i'd love to hit ten thousand uh subscribers on youtube we're at like six thousand now we're getting there uh if you want to subscribe you can subscribe on youtube uh we do a live show every week we do watch alongs on sundays for pay-per-views i do a show with denise also called we're live pal on the observer uh, if you if you have enjoyed the potato story, please go and give Andrew Zarian a subscribe. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, richly deserving. Uh, oh my god, I, I I feel like I, I feel like about a pound lighter. I've laughed so much, yeah. <laughs> and 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 also been equally horrified as well. Like it's yeah, it's easily that's... one of the most upsetting stories I've heard in a while. Very well. common feeling to have once I tell that story. <laughs> Can we just uh, fill your Twitter timeline, Andrew, with a bunch of pictures of Mr. Potato Head? You know what? I I, I welcome all the potato memes uh, that are sent to me. If you want to turn me into a potato, I would accept that. You want to you want to turn me into like a Highlander potato? I'll accept that too. On the train, take that. Uh, all the all the all the memes, all the photoshops, I'll take. Andrew, I warn you against opening the spud gate. I really do. You're about <laughs> to be inundated. Yeah, with hashtag spudgate. 
so thank you everyone for watching this e easily the most chaotic show this is why you don't have children that's the moral here don't have kids because otherwise your successor will screw over your, <laughs> your, your original baby um luke loves podcasts so much and i've just i put two bullets in this one's head sorry about that luke we'll see you next week everybody uh but thank you so much for watching thank you so much to everyone who also chatted um and yes please do make sure you obviously follow at underscore denise salcedo on Twitter. Let's not bury that lead. Uh, make sure you throw a subscribe over at Instant Culture with Denise Salcedo on YouTube as well. Uh, we love you lots. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jenna, Jenna.